It's time for Night Night with Amber MacArthur, Leo Laporte. We've got two big events in the Bay Area, the World Series and the election, and it's going crazy on Twitter, even in Canada. Amber explains how horrible that is next on Night Night. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Audio bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Winamp. Subscribe to Net at Night and all your favorite podcasts with the ultimate media player. Download it for free at winamp.com. Video bandwidth for Net at Night is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com. It's time for Net at Night with Amber MacArthur and Leo Laporte. Episode 175, recorded November 2nd, 2010. USB Dead Drops. Net at Night is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off the lifetime of your new account, go to Squarespace.com slash night and use the offer code N-I-G-H-T. And by Hover.com. Hover is domain name registration and management that's simple. For 10% off your new domain, go to N-I-G-H-T dot H-O-V-E-R dot C-O-M. It's time for Net at Night from Petaluma, California, U.S. of A. I'm Leo Laporte. And I'm Amber MacArthur from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Amber MacArthur from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. How are you? I'm very good, Leo, and I have to say congratulations. I was following the news from San Francisco about the Giants. How could you not? If you were on Twitter, that's all you could see. I know. It was making me laugh. Leo, I, I have to admit, okay, I did not know the World Series was happening until I logged on to Twitter yesterday, and all of a sudden, I, it was just flooded yeah. with conversation. That's okay. Um, I, could, I didn't know the Grey Cup was happening, uh, and I still don't, actually. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this does happen, and it's one of the neat things about Twitter. For instance, I didn't know there was an election in Canada uh, until I saw it on Twitter. I imagine now, uh, today, you're seeing election, uh, midterm election information from the yeah. U.S. all over Twitter. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's kind of neat because you, you get to ex be exposed to, you know, maybe streams of news that you wouldn't necessarily follow, but you see your friends talking about them, so, uh, or about the headlines. And I couldn't believe the uh, tweets and the pictures and all that was happening in San Francisco last night, so it must have been a pretty exciting evening for all of you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm north of San Francisco, so although I could kind of hear the shouting, even though I'm an hour north, it was... There was going they were going crazy in San Francisco, and we haven't won a, a World Series in, since 1954, so it was kind of a big deal since before I was born, since yeah. before the Giants moved from New York. So it was kind of a big deal for those of us who've, who've suffered insane. with the Giants for, for generations. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's one of the interesting things about Twitter. I know people complain about it. They say, you know, in fact, uh, you saw Merlin, did you see Merlin Mann's uh, tweet? during the game? Yes, I did. It was hilarious, as usual. Well, uh, he was obviously watching the game because his tweet was in the cadence of one of the chants uh, that they were chanting. You know, they go, uh, let's go Giants. Here we go. And uh, and obviously uh, he was kind of listening because he his tweet, let me see if I can pull it up for you so you can, uh, know, you can see it here. It. His tweet went, Clap, 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 clap. Please be over. Clap, 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 clap. I want my life back. Clap, 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 clap. He was obviously a little perturbed at the Giants mania going on online. 
I know. I read an article on Mashable that I sent over to you that talked a little bit about uh, how social media was being used so much. You know, everything from people posting photos to video clips to streaming oh, yeah. uh, things live yeah. online. So, I mean, if there's one place where uh, I think there's kind of a hotbed for all of these different social media sites, obviously it's San Francisco. <laughs> well, and after the uh, presidential election in, uh, in uh, 2008, where uh, uh, the winner, President Obama, really heavily used social media, um, I think this year, and I think it's going to be the same every two years, was has gone crazy on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else for uh, the midterm elections. I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe you don't see it in Canada as much. For instance, if you're a Facebook user and you log on to Facebook in the U.S., I would imagine, not in uh, Canada right now, but if you log on to Facebook in the U.S., it'll say, well, let me show you. It'll show you your polling places. It'll say uh, thank you, you know, for, for voting, or if you haven't voted yet, it's, it'll say please vote. Uh, and then it, it shows how many people on Facebook have voted and checked in, including all your friends. Currently, 6,234,475 Facebook users have checked the box that said, I voted. Uh, I think this is pretty cool because then you see in your stream, see Becky Worley has voted. You see who has voted in your stream, and I think that that kind of encourages you to do the same. And then there's a link, find your polling place in the U.S., um, some of the networks are going to are going to use uh, Facebook to broadcast election results. Twitter is going to have NBC on the front page of Twitter. One That's of our amazing. big national networks is going to be streaming not only not just in the feed but streaming live results. YouTube, <laughs> CBS is going to have a YouTube uh, live streaming channel. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of these companies are saying this is our dress rehearsal for 2012, the presidential election. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just on a local level, uh, last week uh, we had an election for a new mayor here in Toronto, and uh, I work for the local TV station doing one show for them, but they called me in to be the kind of their Twitter uh, VJ for the night. So all I did was cover Twitter feedback about the election and the results rolling in all night long, just sat there and monitored what people were saying on Twitter. But you know what's really interesting about it, Leo, is that the mayor who was elected, Rob Ford, uh, for the most part, people on Twitter just despise him. I mean, 90% of the comments were negative. Um, however, he did get more than 50% of the vote in Toronto. So it really goes to show you as much as we make all this noise in social media, uh, that the population who's on Twitter isn't necessarily reflective, obviously, uh, of you know the, the larger population. And so it was kind of a, a weird situation for me because they came to me and they said, okay, you know, there's celebrations. Rob Ford, Ford was elected. What are people saying on Twitter? And I mean, I couldn't say half the things people were saying because they were so vulgar <laughs> and so unhappy. Yeah, we saw the same uh, thing. So, uh, the same thing going on for one of the the play-by-play -play announcers, Tim McCarver. Somebody said, if if you think anybody likes Tim McCarver, just do a search for him on Twitter, and the stream was just horrible. It was like, I horrible. mean, yeah, I feel bad thing. for Tim McCarver, you know. Yeah, I mean, exact same thing in Toronto. If you look up Rob Ford Toronto on Twitter, you'll see that people despise him. Uh, and yet, you know, there was a, actually a map that was done in Toronto and it showed that the downtown core, you know, no one necessarily voted for him as far as uh, the majority. People voted for George Smitherman. Uh, but when you got out into the suburbs and a little oh, further that's out interesting. of the downtown So he's core, hated people, in the city. Um, in the city. And so that's where I think some of the young urban people are who all use Twitter. And so that's you know, the Twitter conversations were definitely negative towards him. Uh, so it's a, kind of a neat experience to be part of all of that. The New York Times, as usual, they're doing such a good job with their um, the website and incorporating kind of stuff that they can't put in the print uh, on the website. They have a, a another infographic uh, visualizing the 2010 election. And uh, in this case, it's uh, it's Twitter. 
uh, it's Twitter tweets about candidates. They have uh, it's a it's a ball balls that um, change size depending on how much people are tweeting about them. And of course, if you look at it, uh, Christine okay. O'Donnell, the Delaware candidate who said she was a witch. Is getting, is getting she's, not, she's not a witch. Says, I'm she sorry. Say she she says she's not currently she's not a witch. A, she was a witch when she yeah. was younger. Uh, it's just fascinating uh, to watch as those tweets <laughs> come in and, and her name goes. But then there's, uh, you know, there's campaigns in California and Alaska and Nevada that are getting a lot of attention, too. And then you can look at their yeah. interactive uh, maps from 538.com showing uh, the results. I mean, the results aren't in. They won't be until the polls close in a few hours. But you can see predictions. All of this in kind of real time. And it's really interesting because the New York Times is a paper, 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 yeah. on paper. Yeah, no, but, it's really fun but, to watch that. Sorry, Leo, I started laughing there because for Halloween, Chris dressed up as a witch and he was giving out candy, but he had a big sign that said, I'm not a witch. And I tried to explain <laughs> it to him that the three-year-old kids were not going to get the political reference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, was... they just might, they might miss, uh, miss out uh, on, on that exactly <laughs> what's going but on it was, there. But it was fun nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's fun. There's a whole election 2010 page at the New York Times, and uh, you can see the tweets uh, in real time. It's really interesting how they're how they're you know paying attention to all of this stuff. Um, yeah, I think if I if I had a chance to go back to school and study something, it would be I would be very interested in infographics. I mean, the idea oh, of taking yeah. all this data and presenting it in new ways. I think there's a such a huge opportunity for people in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So much cool stuff happening online right now. Google doing the same. In fact, uh, uh, they're doing a lot of mapping and so forth of the election. This is, and I, I fully believe that this is just a dress rehearsal, that they really are all thinking about what are we going to do in 2012? When Because midterm elections in the U.S. are traditionally less uh, uh, attention's paid, less interest is, uh, you know, it's mostly local stuff. Presidential elections are what galvanize the electorate. Yeah. Although I'll be very curious to see if all of this attention on Facebook, you know, if you go to Foursquare, elections.foursquare.com, um, there's a special Foursquare badge. I checked in at my polling place and I get a special I voted badge. I, I have, saw that, yeah. yeah. I have to wonder if that doesn't in fact stimulate uh, a little more participation. I would hope so. So maybe, think maybe would, even though this you know? is a you know an off-season election, and, and I, I, we'll see the you know we'll see the stats, but I think it'd be very interesting to note how this is currently uh, twenty-six thousand seven hundred and thirty. This is, by the way, we're recording this uh, at five p.m. Eastern time on election day. So this is uh, these are these are results from uh, you know towards the end of the election day on the east coast and kind of the middle of the election day on the west coast. Twenty-six thousand seven hundred thirty check-ins, of which. 60% are men and 40% are female. I think that that's more uh, foursquare than, than actual voters, obviously. 15,000 polling places checked in. And they even show, if you hover your mouse over, over locations, you can see the total number of check-ins from each state. California has the most with almost 3,000 uh, check-ins. Then Florida with 1,538. I think this is, this is the kind of thing... I know it's silly. Actually, New York has the most with 3,342. It's kind of silly, but I think this might get people out to vote. And particularly young people uh, yeah, who I think use Foursquare and Facebook more than the general population. Yes? 
I I think it makes it more of kind of a community experience. And I say that, you know, again, when I was monitoring Twitter uh, conversations last Monday night during the election in Toronto, I saw people who were posting photos, you know, twit pics from the lineups uh, at the polls and just kind of sharing their experiences, talking about, uh, uh, you know, tagging it, using a hashtag for their neighborhoods in Toronto. And it just seems like it, it, it kind of brought people together, all of this technology. And right. um, I do think this is just the beginning. And the reality is, I mean, it, the more people we get out to vote, the better. And so if, the, if that's what it takes, if it takes Foursquare or Twitter or whatever it might be, I think these are all great things. It's kind of funny that we have, uh, the, at least in the Bay Area, which is kind of the nexus a lot of a lot of this stuff, uh, we have the Giants winning on one day and taking over all of the social media and then the, and then the election the next day taking over the social media. I know. There's a lot happening. Facebook. A lot going on. Leo, we have a lot of news, too. <laughs> I know. In fact, we're going to get to our guest in just a little bit. We should say our guest is from Berlin, so it's late at night. And we're going to talk to him soon. Um, he is doing something weird. He's what putting USB keys in walls. Yeah, I mean, this, it seems this was a part of an experiment that he was doing um, while a, a student in New York City. And so he has set up what are called dead drops. So this is a USB project where he takes essentially USB keys and he kind of buries them in the walls at location, <laughs> random locations uh, in New York City. He's done five different dead drops. Um, so it is to encourage people to come there and... Uh, share files uh, if you're brave enough to do that uh, and he said this is kind of just the beginning of uh, this project he expects that it will launch in other cities hopefully in the US and probably around what the world uh, kind of a neat idea yeah. I know it's, it's kind of fun um, and you can visit his website and see all the different locations and some advice in terms of what to do and I think when you get there there's actually a text file um, on the USB drive that you can kind of read and see how you're supposed to uh, interact while at that location and so he he is kind enough to join us tonight on Skype and talk a little bit more about that. Because I was on CNET, I saw it in a few other places, so it seemed like a, a perfect international guest for the show. Good. Well, we're going to get him on in just a second. Before we do, though, let me mention our friends at Squarespace. It's a great place to make a website. If you listen to this show and you get inspired, you say, oh, I want to do a site about potholes in our community. And <laughs> I mean, this is a great chance for you to, uh, to kind of... Uh, become an activist is use the web and and get a voice and squarespace is a great place for you to create a website if you go to squarespace.com slash night right now you'll see how easy it is to set up a site in fact you don't even need a credit card to set up your first site you don't need uh, anything but your the think of a name a password your email address in case you forget the password you enter in the caption and then you've got a site then the fun part begins you go and look at those incredible templates 60 plus designer templates that are just the beginning because once you install the template then it's yours to customize to your heart's content you don't need to know javascript or css you just drag and drop to make it look unique every squarespace site really does look like its own thing that's one of the things i love about squarespace and if you do know javascript and css well the sky is the limit take a look um, your your i know your partner chris dick has his own site chrisdick.com it's a squarespace yeah. site he's a photographer so you get to see great images there um, look at some of these sites are just stunning. I'll just pick one at random. Oh, there's so many wonderful yeah, sites. Yeah. Here, this is Praise FM, a lifestyle of worship. This is really great. So they're doing an internet radio station on here. Um, squarespace.com slash night. Here's the, th here's the deal. If you, if you go there right now, set up the site, play with it. You can import all your existing blog data that supports all the regular, you know, blog APIs. You get great stats. You get the iPhone app and more. Once you've got it set up, try it for two weeks free. If you decide you want to buy, 
And the pricing is very affordable. Starts at $12 a month. And that, that includes hosting and software. And the software is always up to date, by the way. That's one of the advantages of using a hosted solution like this. You don't update the software. You don't install the software. You don't modify. It just does it all. Uh, it's really fantastic. Try it. And if you use the offer code night, you'll save 10% every month for the life of your site. Squarespace.com, the secret behind exceptional websites. I use it. Uh, our friends use it. And I encourage you to give it a try, too. Squarespace.com slash night. All right. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get our guest on the line here, if I might. And, uh, yeah. He's, in, he's uh... in Berlin? He's in Berlin right now, so I'm not sure if he's still a student in New York, but I believe he is, but he is back in Berlin for the show tonight, and he's kind enough to join us. I think it's about 10 p.m. possibly in Berlin uh, right now, if I'm correct. Well, but, that's not uh, too bad. He said he'd stay up for us. That's yeah, not it's too not bad. too bad. If he's an artist, 10 p.m.'s nothing. <laughs> that's just the beginning of the night, really. That's just the beginning, just the beginning of the night. Aram, are you there? He is. All right, let me go full square. He's wearing head... He's wearing a really wild. Uh, hey, hello. What's I up? like your glasses there. That's awesome. What are what are, what are those, Aram? Um, these are glasses from the Fat Lab, an artist collective I'm part of. So, um, yeah. <laughs> do they, they, it looks like they're. Have, do they have a camera in them. What what is going on? Is they virtual reality? Yeah, it's a super virtual reality. So when I when I when I go like this, is it scary? <laughs> wow, you're 3D now. I can't believe I have to refresh a bit with this here. Aram, Aram, I'm so glad you could join us. I'm, I'm really oh, look at that. Now he's got something else going on. So is is this artist collective? Is it kind of like uh, the MIT Media Lab where you use you? It's the nexus between technology and art. Totally, yeah. It's exactly that. It's about open source and pop culture. I love it. But um, yeah, that's actually something else. So. Uh, I'm uh, I'm currently an artist in residence at iBeam at uh, in New York, and you were right. I mean, I traveled back on the weekend to Berlin to take some time with my family here, and then I'll go back to iBeam New York again and continue my Dead Drops series. I'm looking. I'm looking. So tell us a little. Go ahead, Amber. Tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, the idea behind uh, the Dead Drops, because I don't know if you've heard of this before this concept, Leo, but uh, it was totally new to me. I'd never heard of anyone doing this. So how did you come up with the idea? I mean, there have been, I think, quite quite some ideas around about uh, file sharing, offline file sharing. There have been file sharing parties. And yeah, the whole file sharing copyright discussion is out there for quite a while already. So um, uh, right now, like after I launched this project, I got all this feedback. I also people sent me other projects I haven't, I didn't, didn't see before. So there's some new things to me as well. And um, yeah, some some sort uh, maybe yeah, you see it right now the uh, USB stick in the wall, the flash drive in the wall. <laughs> so like, yeah, actually, we should say like it's the, buried in the mortar, and all that's protruding from the wall is the USB connector itself. You expect people to connect up to that? Yeah, sure, totally. I mean, people pass around flash drives all the time, right? It's very funny that, I mean, of course, sure, there can be malicious, uh, uh, like, evil software on there now, but in general, um, USB sticks uh, have oh, mostly viruses on them when you pass them around in offices or friends' places. And uh, 
So it's interesting to see that right now when this is in, in uh, public space and everybody can access it, it's, it's, it's literally in the street, it's in the mall. People, uh, yeah, look at this and everybody's uh, totally concerned about security issues. Uh, something really bad could happen, but when I surf the web, of course, nothing bad can happen right, there, right? right? That's a good point. So <laughs> what kind of stuff, do you go back and look at these drops and see what kind of things people are putting on them? Yeah, right now, I, I mean, it's funny, I, I just came on Sunday, so and, and the project went pub public on Sunday too, so I haven't had a chance myself looking at them, but um, yeah, you guys just need to go there, and also, if I knew what was on there, like, I wouldn't tell you, because it's like, it's a dead drop, and it's just for <laughs> offline people, right? Not for online people. Yeah, no, if you're listening it. to the show, it's saying for you, to, man. You need, to move, you need to move from your chair, and it's not by mouse click. What what neighborhoods have you uh, put these dead? How many of them are there, and where have you put them? Yeah, right now it's only five, and I started this uh, this uh, place you're showing right now. It's in Brooklyn. It's in front of uh, Makeabot Industries and oh, NYC yeah. Resistor. Yeah. So Bree Pettis is a good friend. Uh, Love Bree. He's wonderful. Helped, yeah. Yeah, he uh, helped me on this, and I have another one. On the in the park between Manhattan and no, and between the Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge, Dumbo is it called? I yep, guess. Yes. And so, like the yeah, the dead drop there has a very beautiful uh, skyline view. The the uh, well-known skyline. Every uh, um, couple wedding couple comes to take pictures. Uh, you can also uh, there's leave Brie. The pictures made on the dead drop. Yeah. There's Bree hooking Brie. hooking up his laptop to the. Yeah. And I like very much. The, I mean, awesome. for me. For me as an artist, I, of course, it's about file sharing and it's about uh, not being traceable and uh, non anonymity and all these uh, ideas and topics. But I like very much the gesture of holding, like plugging your laptop to the building instead of plugging something in, in, in your laptop. Yeah, it's kind of it, cool. It's really cool. Like taking your 3000 Dollar laptop and holding it in the curb to find <laughs> something interesting there. It's it's more about how how public space is is connected to what we do online or is it connected at all? And yeah, people now like kept making their, like proposals. You could do this wireless, and the, I mean there are tons of Bluetooth solutions out there and uh, all kinds of. Um, yeah, locative uh, media, Foursquare, Govala, whatever services. But I like very much to keep it super basic, just the USB plug and you need to plug in. It's hardware. It's uh, it's also we could um, discuss the whole cloud topic, which is coming. I mean, sooner or later, we know that the cloud will host all our data and then Steve or other people will decide who's what's on your hard drive, right? I mean, right. oh, this movie, that's not bought. Like, you you found it somewhere. You can't have it. It's like 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 Amazon deleted files from your Kindle and uh, because they didn't have the rights, actually. And so let's save the USB plug. We need to save it for the future. To, I love it. To, it's to uh, be able to control our data. Gorilla file storage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be yeah, very no important in the future. <laughs> now, it's only been a day, but have you had any reports from anyone at all in terms of them, you know, hooking up or connecting or taking photos at the different locations? Yeah, I, I uh, have to say that I was told by people that one of those um, dead drops at the new museum in uh, Bowery in Manhattan, which is also actually a nice spot. You, as an artist, you can leave 
your art on the dead drop at the museum but i was told unfortunately that this one is already uh was then uh, subject uh. to destruction so someone has taken that down and that's also part of the project i mean they're kind of temporary i mean and i will renew them or maybe somebody else will renew them and uh Either like the possibility is somebody like rips it out or uh, deletes everything which is on there. So, but that's I, I like this uh, um, very uncontrolled environment which is out there in the city. I guess if you're an installation artist, that's part of the deal, isn't it? It's whatever exactly. happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And right now, with all the feedback and the uh, attention I'm getting, it's also like yeah, I I had this little post on my blog. Uh, my preview on this uh, piece I'm doing right now, I just started actually, and this uh, little preview turns out to be a major release and uh, I have lots of press requests. So, yeah, that's quite interesting. You've done a lot. If you go to, uh, if, if you go, go to uh, Aram's blog, which is datenform, D-A-T-E-N-F-O-R-M dot D-E, you'll see a lot of different interesting uh, things. Do you hope, Aram, that perhaps people will pick up this idea of putting USB, installing USB keys and just take it over and start doing it everywhere? Yeah, sure. That's the, also part of the project. It's not really uh, said in the blog yet, but I mentioned it a little bit. It's it's a participation project, so everybody is uh, encouraged to go out there and to place their own dead drop in the city <laughs> and your it. neighborhood to share data and to share files and uh, to hold your laptop to the curb or to the next lamppost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. And when will you be back in New York to uh, maybe go take a peek at some of these different uh, locations and see what people have left behind? Yeah, I will. I will come back in New York to gener in January. But I have also people now being in the city and and looking at these places and uh, telling me what's on there. So and I will also continue in Berlin where I'm, where I am right now. So uh, maybe there will be some. Uh, dead drops in the center of Berlin in the next <laughs> we don't know yet but I have lots of uh, people emailing me and I want to do a dead drop in Boston I want to do a dead drop in Argentina so uh, it spreads out there right now so you're not gonna tell us what was on those keys you're not gonna tell us what shows up on those keys it's, it's ours it's up to us to exactly. find out it's a, yeah it's a very big secret no I mean what I what I they're just empty and I also I mean they're readable and writable so it is, yeah. Everybody can kind oh, of. But they do start. What they they start. They start empty. They start empty. But what I do, I leave a little readme text file on there, explaining the project and pointing to the URL, and so that at least some information is on there, right? But the moment you go there and you find it because they're very small, you also you already know what's going on, kind of. Right. It kind of reminds me a little of geocaching, Amber, where you would. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It has also the geocaching element in there. Although geocaching is, is more about finding your way, right? It's right. this game of I am on, on the digital map with my GPS device and and the geo and the, the, the treasure in the end is as far as I know is mostly like a, a logbook or something you, you uh, leave a comment in and and in this time I mean I have also lots of feedback from geocachers and, and they want to combine it and Sure, everybody is uh, free to re-sample and mesh up this idea. <laughs> I think the, the stuff you're doing at the Fat Lab, at the Free Art and Technology Lab, is really, really fun and funny. For instance, how to build your own Google Street View car 
which I like. <laughs> uh, a fake car, because I know the Germans are crazy about Street View. Yeah, they yeah. hate it. So this is to tweak them a little bit, yes? Totally, exactly. That's what we did in, in February here in Berlin. <laughs> it was even before the... I mean, yeah, it's really crazy what's going on about this in Germany. People, I, I think the point is that it's hard to explain someone what happens on the web, what a cookie is and how right. data is collected. But a car which goes through the whole country and takes pictures of every house, like, sure. oh, my God. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of they had a bad timing because the whole, at least in Germany, society was very aware of, became aware of what's going on with uh, Facebook and Twitter and that there's an influence and an impact really in real life. So we're a little bit behind here in all Europe, you know. I mean, you guys are advanced. I don't know about that. I think that uh, <laughs> the same thing exactly happens everywhere, which is... Uh, we get scared about stuff we don't understand, and we and we yeah, react yeah, yeah. inappropriately. Yeah. Let's let's do it first. Yeah, and see what yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, just last quick question wow. for me: is, is am I correct in thinking that there is a place on your website where you show people how to create dead drops if they want to I mean, do them, or yeah, is there the, some the where they? I'm just like be before. Uh, right now, while I'm talking to you, I'm I'm working on this WordPress, and uh, the the URL is deaddrops.com. And it's so it's I'm con constantly updating this website. It's it's a little bit information on there. There's a very there's a small how to manual, but it'll be like there will be a movie. There will be more pictures, and um, yeah, I uh, I hope to to uh, make this better in the next couple of days. Yeah, you have it well, there. Well, good right? luck with that. I want to do one. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend, I, on one hand, you could do the, the putty epoxy, which is uh, great stuff. I've never seen that before. The epoxy you... Right, it just hardens you, uh, up and then it's like cement, cement. yeah. yeah. And, and the other, and then I, and when you cement it into a wall, I recommend uh, fast setting um, cement. So it's like this uh, three-minute stuff and it right. really hardens up fast. And you also, you would need to... What I, I always get rid of the plastic cover because I just want the plain metal plug out there, and I seal it off with the plumber's tape so that like the the water or the the sure. cement is not like sure. breaking breaking the technology in See, there. That's all you really need to know. Now you can create your own. <laughs> exactly. Everybody go for it. Aram, I, I'm I so, love it. great to talk to you. It's great that there are people out there, uh, artists who are tweaking uh, us all with technology and. Uh, I'm, I think. Yeah, and when you when you've done one, when you like uh, put put one out in your city, you can also submit the data on this uh, okay. website, netdrops.com. There's a submit page, and leave your pictures and your uh, info on where it is, and I will I will put it in the big database. Right. Which, which is not existing right. yet, but it'll come. <laughs> someday there it will. will. Be. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm sure you have uh, either lots of sleep to uh, catch up on or uh, lots of work to catch up on. So, uh, <laughs> Still out of you, right? <laughs> Thank you, Aram. <laughs> okay. Great Thanks. to talk to you. Isn't that great? I just love it. I, this is what art is all about, isn't it? Is, is it kind of uh, surprising us, taking us off guard, maybe making a little bit of uh, fun of pretentiousness? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's silly to focus on the security issues. Of course, there are security issues, a bad guy could misuse oh, a dead drop but uh i think it's i like this i think this is really great
It's fun. I just love when people, you know, they take technology and like he sort of touched on, they take something that's a very sort of technical experience like sharing files and then he's figured out a way to take it offline where you physically have to go somewhere and, um, you know, discover one of these different dead drops and uh, it's just a kind of a fun experiment. Awesome? So uh, hopefully yeah. it's successful and, uh, you know, it just, like you said, it just launched uh, Sunday. So uh, I'm sure there's lots of people who are going to scope it out this week. We've got more to talk about, more links, uh, our video of the week, our guest of the week week is over but our site of the night still to come before we do all of that amber can i mention a little bit about hover.com i know you know these guys you work with these guys don't you you do stuff with the two i cows. sure do yeah. you know aside from having a, a wonderful service they're also great people yes elliot really great team over there at two yeah. cows yeah elliot and the gang and uh, hover is just a fantastic service yeah elliot came up to me at south by southwest told me about hover.com and i said well we gotta we gotta tell everybody else about it because i you know he knew I've been pretty public about my dissatisfaction with some of the other domain, well-known domain registrars out there and all the links that they make you click. And frankly, and I'm experiencing it right now because I've been moving my sites over to Hover.com and they make it darn hard for you to do anything with your site, to especially leave. to leave, <laughs> especially to leave. A number of my sites are locked. I've got a site, Abby's site, which Hover is now the domain registrar, but it still points to the other site. They haven't released the DNS information. It just, you know, it goes on and on. That's not what Hover is all about. Hover is about freedom. It's about you getting the site you need for a great price, getting the services you need, but not being upsold in a bunch of stuff you don't need. If you go to night.hover.com right now, you can find out more. They've got a great no-hold policy. If you call during business hours, they promise not to put you on hold. That's not been my experience with those other guys. I spent half an hour on hold trying to find out why my site hadn't been moved yet h-o-v-e-r uh, -E hover as in cover it's a uh, night.hover.com prices start at 15 dollars with no forwarding if you want domain forwarding and an email box 35 dollars somebody sent me a note saying oh you know i can get that for less uh from i won't say the name of the company but remember to get it for less from some of these internet service providers or hosting companies you've got to buy hosting from them it's going to add up mm -hmm. to a lot more per year. This is it. It's a flat fee. That's it. They don't do a lot of other services. They do email forwarding. They do domain forwarding. That's it. You will save 10% off if you use the code NIGHT, N-I-G-H-T, at, at checkout. Find out all about it. It used to be Domains Direct. These folks at Two Cows have been around for at least 10 years. I've used them for a long, long time. I, want you to, I invite you to try it. It's been such a great experience for me. In fact, I wish I had paid the 25 bucks. I, it's too late now because I already started doing it. You know, I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy. They said, if you want to transfer yeah. your domains to Hover from one to 5,000 domains, flat fee, 25 bucks will do all the work for oh, you. Oh, wow. I know. I wish I'd done that. That is a great service. I, I didn't even know that. What was I thinking? Huh, that is really cool. I mean, I mean, I think people also forget how important, you know, ha having control over your domain name is and being able bet. to call someone up and say, hey, you I'm bet. having trouble. And that's what's really nice about yeah. Hover, I think, is just being able to get through to an actual person. <laughs> they make it very, very easy to do. If you don't have a custom domain for your email, get one. It, you know, don't don't be telling people hotmail.com, gmail.com. Just get, a, you know, ambermac.com. I have leoville.com. And then as you move around from service to service, look, 10 years from now, are you, you going to still be using Gmail? You don't know. But you don't have to tell people to you know change the address. You just say, go to leoville.com. That's my address. It's always going to be the same. Hover.com. I love them. And uh, if, you're having, if you have a kid on the horizon, register their name yes. at hover.com. Go to night.hover.com. Save 10% with the offer code. Abby and Henry, I'm just holding it for them. They don't want it. But I'm holding it for them because someday they will. 
Hover. They will. They will. H o v e r. All right, we got some.、Uh, we got some great sites to talk about, Amber <laughs> McCarthy. I know. I know. We don't have that much time left. Facebook's done this interesting、easy. thing. Did you notice?、Uh, you, you've talking a little bit about this. This new thing that Facebook's up to. The what? What do they call the 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 friendship, the friendship pages? pages? What is that? Yes. I haven't seen it.、Um, it hasn't rolled out at it, least. I've、uh, got it on, it on my account. Do you? Yeah.、Um, so the idea of it, it was sort of a, a hack project that someone inside Facebook came up with, so that you could essentially follow along with the conversations between two people on Facebook. So you know, it could be you and another person, just all the messages that were shared, all the photos, all the images, to find out about you know their relationships as they evolve and what they're saying. I mean, it has a bit of a stalker element to it, I think. Yeah, because I guess <laughs>、um, other people can、hilarious. use it, but it, but it does show your history with the person, which is kind of. Interesting. Now I'm looking now at my Facebook page, and I don't see it. But、uh, f- at least sometimes when I'm on the left-hand side of the page, it will say something like "show your relation, your you know, w- you know, your relationship with this person," and it will show all of the、mm-hmm. back and forth tweeting and messaging and stuff. It's a it very yeah. It's very. I tried it with Becky. Let me see. Try it with somebody else that maybe I've I've tweeted a little bit more with.、Uh, yeah, view you and Norman. Okay, so here's my friend Norman Norman Maslov. He was my best man at my wedding. So now I can view me and Norman. <laughs> It's got the two, and these are the kind of conversations we've had in our relationship together.、Uh, here's me and Nicole Carrico. So isn't that odd? Here's and then now this is where it gets weird. Okay, I'm looking at me and Nicole Carrico. I can look <laughs> at Tom Merritt and Nicole Carrico. And see what they've been talking about, or Eileen, my producer, and Tom Merritt, and see what they've been.、Mm-hmm. So now we start getting a little weird, don't we? That's when it starts to get strange.、Yeah. I think you know when you're in your own world and it's you know conversations that I've had with you or I've had with other people. That's one thing, right? Right. But when I start this sort of voyeuristic path where I start watching what other people are doing, what they're saying. I mean, let's face it, we've all done it. I've been on Twitter before and I've watched conversations between two people, but I've never seen sort of an ongoing history、it's、of、compiled. how a relationship has you know、right. either formed or dismantled. Here's Veronica and Tom Merritt. So all the you- pictures with both of them tagged in it. You could get in real trouble with this. I'm sorry, I Eileen. This I should... is like a. It's like a divorce. <laughs> Merritt's、uh, a little upset. Service, <laughs> But isn't that interesting? I mean,、um, it's all public stuff. It's all stuff you could figure out. But like, here's things that However, both Tom and Veronica like. I know it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's,、um, it's almost like even just looking at relationships between the two people, you think there's a relationship there that is more than maybe it actually is, just based on the fact that there's all this stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hope to God hope my wife never sees this feature. Otherwise, they're in trouble. I've kept my wife off Facebook, and now you know why, honey. <laughs> it's yes.、Mm-hmm. It's very, <laughs> Don't look at that, honey. I got nothing to you know, hide, but it, but it does. You're right. It, it implies this big thing, much more of a relationship, just by kind of automatically connecting the two of you. Yeah, it implies there more because all of a sudden, instead of seeing all these spurts in a long news feed where there's lots of conversations,、right. you're seeing just this, you know, intense kind of one-on-one interactions with nothing, no context around it. And、um, I think it's going to get a lot of people in a lot of trouble if they're not careful. Oopsies! All right, we're going to wrap it up here. We've、Whoopsies. got a site of the night and a video of the week. Let's start with the site of the night、yeah. social print shop. What's that all about? Okay, this is just a really fun site. You know, speaking of Facebook and other social services, Social Print Shop allows you to essentially plug in your Facebook name and print out this beautiful, high glossy poster of all of your Facebook friends, up to five thousand people, or or as few as just a couple hundred people. 
Um, and uh, it's getting a lot of attention lately. Um, it just launched in October. You can do the same thing with your Tumblr account and it will take all the photos you put on Tumblr and put them in this nice, beautiful, glossy poster. And they're they're actually uh, enabling Twitter, Foursquare, and I believe Flickr in the next uh, wow. few weeks. So you'll be able wow. to do the same thing um, with your contacts and friends there. I, I read about it on TechCrunch, uh, but uh, also they're working with Mashable right now. Mashable is trying to create the largest ever friendship poster in their office in New York City of all their Mashable fans. Um, and so it's just a really fun idea. You know, Facebook and all these tools are part of many people's lives to be able to actually print it and have this beautiful poster for just $20, Leo. So uh, I'm going to do that. Price. That's awesome. I should have done do it when I, I should have done it when I had 5,000 friends, though. I don't have so many friends anymore. It doesn't matter. It will scale. <laughs> it will still look good. It will scale. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's super fun, and it's a great gift. You know, they said this on the website, and as far as I know, it's just one guy who's doing this right now. Wow. Um, and uh, I think it's, you know, gaining a lot of attention. So, uh, a very, very cool idea. Amber okay. MacArthur is a blogger at AmberMac.com. She also does a great TV show called CommandN.TV. You can also see her on CP24 Web Nation uh, in Canada only, alas. Well, wait a minute, though. I could probably watch it on the web, right? CP24. Yep. It's at webnation.tv. You can watch it online as well. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up with Connor's right. favorite video. <laughs> yes, this is another Sesame Street video. Sesame Street has been going crazy over the past few weeks. You know, first they had the Old Spice parody and they've been getting into the whole social media world. Um, this one is called There's an App for That. Uh, so it's just a Sesame Street uh, video that uh, launched online and uh, is again making the rounds. Amber MacArthur, thanks for being here. Always great to see you. We'll see you next Thanks, week Leo. on Net at Night. CI Pogo can do anything. Anything? Oh, yeah. If you want to comb your cat, there's an app for that. If you have to fix a flat, there's an app for that. Need a word that rhymes with that? Nat, rat, rat, rat. Or a place to hang your hat? Got a chimp who likes to chat. There's an app, there's an app, there's an app for that. If your butter needs a pat, there's an app for that. If you need to rat-a-tat-tat, there's an app for that. Gotta practice singing scat. Wanna meet a boy named Matt? Hi, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Count to ten in no time flat.